Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Nope Too Creepy podcast. Today is Halloween 2023, and I've got two Halloween stories to share with you. Both are similar in nature. Both involve young children encountering dark, mystic forces, and out of desperation, striking a deal with those forces though the two go in different directions. You'll have to stick around to see what I'm talking about. Before we dive into the stories, I want to let everyone know that the newest episode of Nope Too Creepy Explorations, where my two friends and I explore actual haunted places and document it for everyone to enjoy, is live on the YouTube channel. In the newest one, we're in Joliet, Illinois, exploring the old Joliet prison, which, if you don't know, is rumored to be extremely haunted. I think we caught some good stuff, so check it out and hopefully you enjoy yourself and let me know what you think. But anyway, let's get this Halloween episode started. In this first episode, a young boy named Colton finds himself in the depths of a shadowy void, face to face with none other than the Grim Reaper. Colton makes his way out alive But as the years pass, the line between life and death begins to blur, and a chilling tradition begins to unfold. Written by Reddit user HorrorJunkie123, I present, The Grim Reaper asks me for a sacrifice every Halloween. This year, it's my turn to die. I remember the first time I met the Grim Reaper. He's even more terrifying than everyone says, but not for the reasons you think. The Grim Reaper is not some cloaked figure like in the TV shows. He's not a skeleton who wields a magical scythe that slices through the fabric of the universe. No, he's... he's much worse. I was seven when he first appeared to me. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was playing dodgeball with the neighborhood kids when our red kickball rolled into the street unexpectedly. That detail sticks out in my mind like a sore thumb. The red kickball. Strange how the mind stores random little pieces of information like that. Danny, you threw it into the road. You get it. I said, crossing my arms. He grinned deviously back at me. I think we should make Maggie do it. That's what she gets for being a girl. Yeah, I heard she has cooties. Gross. Turner chimed in, crinkling his nose. I turned to Maggie. I could already see the tears welling in her eyes. I hated when they picked on her like that. No, it's fine. I'll get it. I said, shooting Maggie a smile. She returned a weak grin to me, her cheeks turning bright red. Thank you, Colton, she murmured as I trudged to the street. Danny and Turner chided mockingly behind me as I went. 
Thank you, Colton. Colton, you're my hero. I love you, Colton. I shot them a death glare once I reached the curb. They immediately shut up. And that's the last thing I remember before waking up in a dark, empty void. I opened my eyes. Logically, I knew that my brain should have been in full-on panic mode, but at first, I was filled more with curiosity than fear. I rose to my feet. I gazed down, trying to make out what I was standing on. But there was nothing. Just endless black as far as the eye could see. That's when dread seeped in. Where was I? Was this hell? Hello? I timidly called out. My voice echoed throughout the all-encompassing nothingness. I wasn't really expecting a response, but I got one. Hello. A deep, menacing voice boomed through the darkness. My eyes went as wide as saucers, and my blood ran cold. Do not be afraid. The voice continued. This is the in-between. You are neither alive nor dead. But you do not have long. Soon, you will cross over to the other side. Normally, I'd be having a full-on meltdown. But the cadence and low rumble of its tone worked to calm my nerves. Still, it was difficult to process. How did I get here? Try to remember. I tried my best, but failed to dredge up a single detail that could have led to my demise. And then it hit me like a freight train. Memories flooded to my brain like a tidal wave. A torrent of emotions surged through me as my grim reality sank in. I ran into the street to get the red kickball. The oncoming truck driver tried to slam on his brakes, but he was going too fast. I didn't stand a chance. I remember lying on the concrete. I remember my friends and parents crowding around in pure shock. I remember the blood pooling all around me as my consciousness slowly faded away. And then, I was here. I... I got hit by a truck. I murmured, lost in thought. That's right. And I brought you here. To collect your soul. I froze. Tears began streaming down my face. I wasn't talking to some benevolent entity. No. I'd landed myself in the worst possible scenario. So, you're... Yes. 
I am death. I was silent for a long time. My worst fear had been confirmed. This was the Grim Reaper. Images of my life began to flash through my head. My sixth birthday party. The day my parents got me a dog. Two afternoons prior when Maggie held my hand on the swing set. It was all about to come to a close. There were so many experiences I'd never get to have. Driving a car. Going to high school. Having my first kiss. I wasn't going to get to do any of that. My life had been so short. I wasn't ready for it to come to an end. After what felt like a lifetime reflecting on my childhood, death spoke again, snapping me from my reverie. Child, your time has come. Suddenly, a rectangle of light radiated amidst the endless blackness. I started floating toward it, involuntarily, my legs betraying me as I drifted closer. It was no use. This was the end of the line. Tears clouded my vision. Just a few more agonizing seconds and I'd cross over to the other side. It was bright. So, so bright. I don't know what motivated me to speak. The words just tumbled from my mouth as if on their own accord. I shouldn't have said anything. Wait, there has to be something I can do. I'm not ready to die yet. I lurched to a stop. Everything was eerily silent for a long time as if the Grim Reaper was deep in thought. There might be a way. I awoke in a hospital bed. My parents were sitting in matching chairs beside me. They looked defeated, like they hadn't slept in days. Once she noticed my eyes were open, Mom looked shell-shocked. Then, her visage melted into one of pure, unabated relief. She rushed over to me, tears cascading down her cheeks. Mom tenderly ran her fingers down the side of my face. She gazed lovingly into my eyes as Dad stood behind her with a grin plastered across his lips. I couldn't stop myself from sobbing like an infant. I thought I would never get to see them again. Mom gently hugged me, and I buried my face into her arm, wetting the sleeve of her blouse. Mom? Dad? Mom released me momentarily, and both of them stared at me expectantly. I smiled and met their gazes. I love you both. So, so much. That was the happiest day of my life. My parents showed me how much they truly cared, 
and that's a memory I will cherish forever. Unfortunately, my joy was short-lived because Danny's body was found a day later. The official cause of death was a snake bite. He had been playing alone by the creek just down the road from his house when he was bitten by water moccasins, multiple of them. Guilt gnawed at me like a piranha. Danny died because of me. Yeah, he could be a jerk sometimes, but he definitely didn't deserve that. I couldn't bear the thought of him lying there, weakly calling for help, only for his cries to fall on deaf ears. It must have been painful, too. I can't imagine how much he must have suffered in those final, fleeting moments. I thought I'd never be able to forgive myself. Yet, the very next year, I did it again. On Halloween, when the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest, the Grim Reaper visited me. I opened my eyes that morning to find myself in the same pitch black nothing. I wasn't afraid like I was before. It was what we agreed upon, after all. Every year, on Halloween Day, I was to awaken in that empty void and give death a new sacrifice. Hello, child. Do you have a martyr for me? That familiar, menacing voice boomed. Yes, I do. That year, it was Hannah Benson's turn to die. Her death was easier to deal with. She'd been picking on me all year, but still, she didn't deserve to die like that. Hannah was the victim of a home invasion. A burglar snuck into her family's house when her parents were out for groceries. Hannah had heard the intruder and screamed that she had a gun through her parents' locked bedroom door. That was all the man needed to hear. Instead of leaving like any sane person would, he rained bullets through the wood, separating himself and the terrified little girl. She was hit once in the abdomen and left to bleed out on the cold, rigid hardwood. I don't even want to begin to imagine the amount of hurt I caused her parents. They had to pay the ultimate price due to my selfish antics. But I was still too cowardly to stop. Things continued on like that throughout my high school career and into college. Halloween would pass, and someone new would die. Over time, I began to feel numb to it. I'd turn a blind eye and go about my business as if nothing had happened. And then, after this past Halloween, it finally occurred to me. 
Why can't I pay off my debt all at once? A group sacrifice would be much more convenient than giving out an individual's name each year, especially if it's a bunch of random people on the internet that I have no connection to. And I've made a deal with the Reaper before. Who's to say I can't do it again? To everyone listening to this, I'm sorry. I lied to you. The title of this story says that it's my turn to die this year, but that's not true. You see, I'm a coward, and I always will be. So I'm using this platform to my advantage. If you heard my story, then this Halloween, it's your turn to die. Don't try stopping the audio either. If you've made it this far, it's already too late. You should start making your arrangements now. I guess I should thank you. Because due to your unwilling sacrifice, death will be off my back for a long, long time. Huh, I'm beginning to think I should have started with the other story, kept this one for the end, because now you may or may not be cursed. Listen, I'm going to tell you it's just a story, and if tomorrow something happens to you, your loved ones can take it up with Horror Junkie123. Don't be coming at me talking about, hey, you cursed us. I'm just the narrator here. Anyway, let's get on to the second story, and... Maybe get a little bit of hope back in humanity, huh? In the town of Hollowville lives a legend shrouded in darkness, the mysterious Pumpkin Man. When a young girl named Alice crosses paths with the Pumpkin Man, their eerie encounter will unravel a tale of sacrifice and redemption that transcends time itself. Written by The Darkness Diaries I present The Pumpkin Man. The first time I heard about The Pumpkin Man was from my mother. We were sitting by the fireplace in our old Victorian house in Hollowville, the flames casting dancing shadows on the wall. Alice, she began, her voice soft and melodic. Do you know why we celebrate Halloween? I was only seven then, my eyes wide with curiosity. To dress up and get candies? I replied, clutching my stuffed bunny. She smiled. Yes, but... There's more to it. In Hollowville, Halloween is not just about costumes and treats. It's about the Pumpkin Man. I leaned in, intrigued. Who's the Pumpkin Man? She hesitated, her gaze drifting to the massive ancient oak tree visible from our window. A long time ago, 
a man was wronged by the people of Hollowville. In his anger, he cursed the town and transformed into the Pumpkin Man. Every Halloween, he returns, seeking revenge. I shivered, pulling my blanket up closer. Is he real? She sighed. It's just a legend, sweetie. But remember, always be home before dark, especially on Halloween. The memory was vivid, even two years later. Now, at nine years old, I stood in the town square, looking up at the cursed oak tree. Whispers of children going missing after encountering a pumpkin-headed figure had spread like wildfire. My friends laughed it off, but I couldn't shake the unease. The town was buzzing with excitement. Cobblestone streets were lined with carved pumpkins, their eerie glow lighting up the dusk. Children ran around in costumes, their laughter echoing. But amidst the joy, an undercurrent of fear lingered. My best friend, Jake, approached me, his face painted like a skeleton. Alice, ready for trick-or-treating? I nodded, though my thoughts were on the story. Jake noticed my distraction. Still thinking about the pumpkin man? I hesitated, then whispered. My mom used to tell me about him. And now with the kids disappearing... Jake scoffed. It's just a story to scare us. Come on, let's get some candy. As night fell, the streets of Hollowville came alive. But as I walked with Jake, collecting treats, I couldn't help but glance over my shoulder, half expecting to see a pumpkin-headed figure lurking. Suddenly, a scream pierced the air. We rushed toward the sound, finding a group of kids gathered around a carved pumpkin. But this wasn't any ordinary pumpkin. It had a face twisted in agony, and it eerily resembled one of the missing kids. The whispers grew louder. The pumpkin man was real, and he was here. The days following that chilling discovery were a blur. Parents kept their children indoors, and the once lively streets of Hollowville grew silent. The town's grand Halloween celebrations were overshadowed by the atmosphere of dread. One evening, as I sat in my room, I noticed a faint glow coming from the cursed oak tree in the town square. Curiosity peaked. I snuck out making my way towards the tree. As I approached, I heard soft whispers, like shadows sharing secrets. The whispers guided me to a hidden hollow at the base of the tree. Inside, I found an old photograph. It depicted a young boy 
eerily similar to Jake, holding a carved pumpkin. The date on the back read over a century ago. Confused and scared, I rushed to Jake's house, only to find it eerily quiet. I called out for him, but there was no response. As I turned to leave, a soft glow caught my eye. On Jake's bedside table was a similar photograph, but this one was of a young girl who looked just like me. The date? Exactly a century after the first. Realization hit me like a ton of bricks. The pumpkin man was not just a legend. He was a curse. Every few generations, he chose a guardian, a child from Hollowville, to ensure his story lived on. Jake was the chosen one this time, and his sudden disappearance made sense now. Determined to find answers, I delved into the town's archives. Hours turned into days as I pieced together the legend's origins. The Pumpkin Man was once a kind-hearted man named Elias, wronged by the townsfolk. In his final moments, filled with rage and sorrow, he cursed Hollowville. Every Halloween, he would return, not for revenge, but to find a guardian to keep his story alive. The chosen child would disappear, only to return years later with no memory of the time lost. But why Jake? And why did the photograph have a girl who looked like me? The answers eluded me until I stumbled upon a diary entry from a century ago. It spoke of a brave girl named Alara, who confronted the pumpkin man, offering her energy willingly to save the town. The pumpkin man, moved by her sacrifice, spared Hollowville, but left a warning. The curse would continue until he found another pure heart like Alara's. The weight of the revelation was overwhelming. The town's fate, Jake's disappearance, and the mysterious photographs were all connected. And I, Alice, was the center of it all. As Halloween approached, the town's fear was palpable. But amidst the fear, I found determination. I had to confront the Pumpkin Man, not just to save Jake, but to end the curse once and for all. Halloween night arrived, casting Hollowville in an eerie glow. The streets, usually bustling with children, were silent. But... The cursed oak tree stood tall, its shadows whispering secrets. Clutching the old photographs, I approached the tree. The whispering grew louder, guiding me to the hollow. I placed my hands on the tree's bark, feeling its ancient energy. Suddenly, the ground beneath me gave way, and I found myself in a parallel dimension. Before me stood a grand mansion, 
illuminated by hundreds of carved pumpkins. Their glow revealed children, including Jake, wandering the grounds in a dreamlike state. They seemed happy. Welcome, Alice. A voice echoed. I turned to see a tall figure, his head, a carved pumpkin, flames dancing in his eyes. The Pumpkin Man. Why have you brought me here? I demanded. To end the curse, he replied. Every few generations, I searched for a pure heart, like Alara's. You, Alice, might be the one. I thought of Jake and the other children. What have you done to them? He sighed. I don't harm them. I merely borrow their youthful energy to sustain my existence. In return, they relive their happiest moments. But why Jake? Why choose him as the guardian? The pumpkin man looked away. Jake is special. His soul resonates with mine. He reminds me of who I once was. I took a deep breath. I want to make a deal. Release Jake and the other children, and in return, I offer my energy willingly. He studied me for a moment, then nodded. Very well, but remember, once the deal is made, there is no turning back. I closed my eyes, feeling a surge of energy leave my body. The world around me blurred, and I felt a deep connection with the Pumpkin Man. For a brief moment, I saw through his eyes, feeling his pain, loneliness, and longing for redemption. When I opened my eyes again, I was back in Hollowville. The cursed oak tree was now just an ordinary tree. The children, including Jake, emerged from the shadows, confused but unharmed. Jake rushed to me. Alice, you did it. I smiled weakly, feeling drained. The curse is broken. As the sun rose, Hollowville came alive. The townsfolk rejoiced, their children safe once more. But amidst the celebrations, I felt a deep sense of loss. The Pumpkin Man, once a symbol of fear, was now a memory. His story forever etched in Hollowville's history. The days following that fateful Halloween night were a whirlwind. Hollowville was buzzing with stories of the Pumpkin Man's curse and my confrontation with him. Parents hugged their children tighter, grateful for their safe return. The town square, once a place of fear, 
became a gathering spot for celebrations. Jake and I spent hours talking, trying to piece together the missing fragments of our memories. I remember being in a beautiful garden, he said, his eyes distant. It felt like a dream. Everything was so vivid, so real. I nodded, recalling the parallel dimension. The pumpkin man said you reminded him of his past self. Do you remember anything about that? Jake shook his head. No, but I still feel a strange connection to him. It's like part of him lives within me. As days turned into weeks, life in Hollowville returned to normal. But the legend of the Pumpkin Man became a staple of the town's folklore. Parents told their children tales of the brave girl who faced the Pumpkin Man and saved the town. I became a local hero, but the weight of my sacrifice weighed heavily on me. One evening, as I sat by the fireplace, I felt a familiar presence. The shadows whispered, and I saw a faint silhouette of the pumpkin man. Why are you here? I asked, my voice trembling. To thank you, he replied, his voice soft. You freed me from my curse, allowing me to find peace. I looked at him seeing past the pumpkin head into the soul of a man wronged by the world. What will you do now? He smiled. I will watch over Hollowville, ensuring its safety. And I'll always be here, in the shadows, watching over you. Tears filled my eyes as I realized the depth of this gratitude. Thank you, I whispered. The pumpkin man nodded, fading into the shadows, leaving behind a sense of peace. The years went by, and I grew older, but the memories of that night remained fresh. Every year on Halloween, I'd visit the town square, lighting a candle by the oak tree in memory of the pumpkin man. Jake and I remained close friends, our bond strengthened by our shared experience. We often talked about the pumpkin man, wondering if he was still watching over us. One day, as I sat by the oak tree, an old photograph fell from its branches. It was a picture of a young girl holding a carved pumpkin, with a date from over a century ago. The girl looked eerily similar to me. I realized that the legend of the pumpkin man was not just a story. It was a cycle, repeating every few generations. And I, Alice, was a part of that cycle. As I held the photograph, I felt a deep sense of purpose. The pumpkin man's legacy would live on 
and I would ensure that his story was never forgotten. Years turned into decades, and Hollowville underwent many changes. Modern buildings replaced the old Victorian houses, and cobblestone streets gave way to asphalt. But the legend of the Pumpkin Man remained, passed down from generation to generation. As an elderly woman, I often found myself sitting on the porch of my ancestral home, watching children play in the streets. Their laughter reminded me of my childhood, of Jake, and of that fateful Halloween night. One evening, a young girl named Lily approached me, her eyes filled with curiosity. Are you the Alice from the Pumpkin Man story? She asked. I smiled, nodding. Yes, dear. That was a long time ago. Lily sat beside me, her gaze fixed on the oak tree in the town square. Do you think he'll ever come back? I sighed. The pumpkin man found his peace, thanks to the love and sacrifice of the people of Hollowville. But legends have a way of living on. Lily looked up at me, her eyes wide. My grandma told me that every Halloween, if you listen closely, you can hear the whispers of the pumpkin man. I chuckled. Those are just stories, dear, but there's always a grain of truth in every legend. That night, as Hollowville celebrated Halloween, I felt a familiar presence. The shadows seemed to come alive, whispering secrets of the past. I closed my eyes, letting the memories wash over me. Suddenly, a soft voice echoed. Alice! I opened my eyes to see a young boy standing before me, holding a carved pumpkin. It was Jake, looking just as he did all those years ago. Jake, I whispered, tears streaming down my face. He smiled. It's time, Alice. I nodded, understandingly. The pumpkin man's curse had been broken, but the cycle continued. Every few generations, the guardian would return, ensuring the legend lived on. As I took Jake's hand, the world around me blurred. We found ourselves in the parallel dimension, the grand mansion standing tall. Children roamed the grounds, their faces familiar yet distant. Jake turned to me. Are you ready? I nodded. Yes. Let us ensure the Pumpkin Man's story is never forgotten. Together, we lit the carved pumpkins, their glow illuminating the night. The children gathered around, listening intently as we recounted the tale of the Pumpkin Man. 
As dawn broke, I found myself back in Hollowville, the memories of the night fading like a dream. But the carved pumpkin in my hand was a reminder of the truth. The legend of the pumpkin man would live on, a testament to the power of love, sacrifice, and the enduring spirit of Hollowville. And as the years went by, every Halloween, if you listened closely, you could hear the whispers of the pumpkin man, a lingering fear that would never fade. You see, not every little kid is just a piece of crap that'll sacrifice everybody in their wake in order to keep themselves alive. I figured I'd save that one for the second story because it was more fun. It was a little nostalgic, kind of gave me vibes of like a Disney Channel, like Hocus Pocus style story. And, you know, hopefully it serves to distract you from the fact that you're all cursed. You're all cursed now. And it's not my fault. But anyway, since you guys are all going to kick the bucket tomorrow, I need everyone to go check out the latest episode of No Too Creepy Explorations. Alright, time is time is of the essence here. I'm just kidding, but, but seriously, just in, just in case, just in case, maybe go there. Link in the description. Just, you know, go give it a like, go give it a comment, let me know what you thought. Links to connect with both authors can be found in the description below. Uh, The Darkness Diaries has their own YouTube channel, so I'll link that as well. But yeah, everybody, I'm wishing you all a very happy and safe Halloween. Yeah, and also uh, this month marks nine years of Nope Too Creepy. Uh, It's crazy to think that it's been that long. Uh, Thank you to everybody who has been a part of the journey, whether you've been here from the start or you joined recently. Maybe you joined in the middle, you fell off and came back. I appreciate you nonetheless. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. This is your host, Dan David, reminding you all to stay safe out there. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Nope. Encounters, the cryptid hunting game. Take the role of a monster hunter with a variety of classes, each with their own unique abilities. Draw the items you need and use them to capture cryptids or hurt your fellow hunters. Take on 50 creatures from all around the world, including vampires, Slenderman, and the mighty Kraken. But be careful. These deadly creatures won't go down without a fight. Can you catch the most cryptids before your health hits zero? Encounters. The Cryptid Hunting Game. Order your copy today at EnkidoInteractive.com. And use promo code NOPE to save 15% on your order. Happy hunting.